Hello, dear listeners. It is I, once again, DJ Star Sage, accompanied by a occasional guest and uh, spouse. <laughs> Hubby Billy is here along for the ride. Say hello. Hello. We are out and about on a Saturday. Saturday, early Saturday afternoon, I would say morning, but we just missed that mark. And, uh, well, is sit back, relax, grab your favorite drink or a snack, and you're in store for the next edition of Surely You Jest, the day-to-day life of a modern-day jester. So, how are you? And what have you been up to? We are betwixt the holidays. The day of giving thanks is far behind us now, and we've had the season of giving. We are about to turn the calendar page into that new year. Just a couple of days here, and yes, some of you may be aware I have a birthday. It's not quite my mid-century getting there, so I'll call it my not-quite-mid-century birthday. (laughs) And uh, we have left the house to get a few things accomplished. Uh, Hubby has to work the holiday, but it's been a while since we've had a weekend off. And... uh, well, to give a little insight into that matter, uh, honey, why has it been a while since we've had a weekend off? Because I started a new job and I was offered a lot of overtime for the season, six days a week. So we really haven't spent too much time together, which is why we have our special Christmas tradition. Quite a special Christmas it has been. Um, not to be negative, it was just simply different. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that more shortly. But, you know, uh, people change jobs for different reasons. And, well, some of you may be aware that uh, Hubby is one of many of you and that he works in the retail industry. And, well, <clears throat> the other year... At the uh, height of the pandemic, he uh, ended up having to change jobs unexpectedly when his employer went out of business. And, uh, well, it may have happened again uh, a couple of years later, different company, of course. But why did you decide to go with this this uh, store we're calling it Morty's by the way for those of you who are uh, fans of the Bette Midler movie First Wives Club I know Diane Keaton and Goldie Hawn were in it too but Morty's was the name of the electronics store that Bette Midler's husband ran and well you know uh, I'm running out of ideas for names so that's what I've just chosen to call his store why did you decide to go to Morty's what was Uh, interesting to you about this opportunity? Well, I got the opportunity to work with a previous boss of a few years, so it was good to be able to transfer all that hard work, dedication, and proven 
skill sets, so I figured I'd take the plunge and go back to working with someone I worked with before, not including several other employees from the place that sank a little while ago. Oh, yes, we called that the gnome zone. The the gnome zone, well, kind of like a... uh, irresponsible landscaping company they came through and uh, well sacked the place and the gnomes lost their hats and everyone scattered to the winds but some of those winds have brought those sweet little dandelion seeds back to the same place so hubby found himself somewhere that he could uh, see some familiar places or faces and uh, in the world of retail the people you work with in a store can be kind of like family Uh, just to give the listeners an idea of what that's like uh, when you were at uh, Granger's the store that uh, went out of business a few years ago what were some of the perks that people who have long-term employment with retail look forward to well they know what you do for your home start to know your family so your schedule gets adjusted more easily because you're just not making crap off they know when you need time off they know when things come up that okay you need time off or if stuff just doesn't get done they know that you normally would and stuff happens so there's trust there's skill there's all that fun stuff, along with a family atmosphere where you care about your co-workers because you've worked with them for almost a decade. And that's something that uh, doesn't happen very often in the world of retail, just simply because of the turnover rate. And I, I say these things because I've been very fortunate. I've been privileged in that the majority of my participation in the working world my working years have been at desk jobs whether that's wearing a headset or just simply being the person who answers the phone occasionally i have always had an office job and at least half the time these were jobs where you got consecutive days off like thursday friday in the beginnings of my employment with one of my office jobs that was the worst of my schedule and uh, in more recent years since moving back to the great state of New York I've been lucky in that more often than not I worked for a company who didn't have office hours on the weekend so uh, if you can imagine trying to coordinate the schedules for two people living in the same house who don't have the same days off together, it's a little challenging. So, uh, how does that work out when it comes to the holidays, Sonny? What what do we do that might be different than other people? Well, our Christmas tradition that we have adopted over the years is it's the holiday season. And to most people, once that big season day drops, it's over. It's done with. Well, our Christmas tradition is we celebrate Christmas and Christmas Day like any normal person. 
but that starts our enjoying this season where we get to sit and watch holiday movies together where we get to wander around shopping for things and well it's after Christmas so things are actually cheaper so we kind of celebrate Christmas starting on Christmas Day and then go through our birthdays and then it's over it's kind of like the uh Forgive me if I'm not using the right terms here. Wiccan or pagan season of giving and changing of seasons called Yule. Uh, It's my understanding that that is sort of the inspiration for the 12 days of Christmas in that it's an entire season, not just one day on the calendar. But to Hubby's point, like a lot of families, a lot of couples, we have different events, different expectations that uh, seem to cause the the season to pass along. And uh, that, of course, includes my own family's gathering out in the haystack, which tends to not be on the holiday itself because uh, we're each in different towns and some of us actually have to travel outside of the area to be there. And uh, this often, sadly does not entail hubby's participation because unless he's been with a company for any length of time he's the new guy so those folks don't get first pick of days off they're low man on the totem pole and this was no different than years past we did have our get together with Mama Billy and Sister Ginger on the holiday itself because that is our tradition. Mama Billy lives in town, what we like to say, in Oslo, which is a stone's throw from Chateau Starsage compared to the haystack, which is close to an hour and a half away. At least close enough that, uh, well, I've said it before, but my siblings don't care to darken my doorway. <laughs> oh, isn't that just uh, the spirit of the season, folks? I tell ya, who doesn't have a little heaping helping of family drama when it comes to the season when we get together? But we had, I had my family gathering, and uh, it was a it was a modest get together. Of course, uh, with the way of the world now, we're striving to be more mindful when folks are not well. And uh, sadly, my niece's daughter... Now, I say this because she's my step-niece, really. But uh, my niece's daughter, who is all of two, uh, was feeling sickly at home and had a fever. So uh, we uh, did a video call and got to check in on the poor little girl who was being watched by my niece's boyfriend at home. And uh, we had a nephew and his wife who stayed at home because his wife is expecting in, uh, well, just short of the spring. I think it's February, technically. But just like in the olden days when 
a family welcomed a newborn into their own home, people were careful about not taking the baby out in public too soon. And so there were fewer of us at the family gathering because we're getting older and I have one nephew who has just finished college. He and his fiance were spending time with her family. So uh, they did not uh, have a chance to travel to the haystack until the holiday itself. So all sorts of expectations and um, obligations and responsibilities and uh, well just like any sort of travel plans it's like being in the airport is really the only way you're going to run into each other but uh, enough of that because of course that's that's the the nuts and bolts of everyone's holiday reality these days when you're growing up how do you figure out to be together but this holiday season was a little bit different for another reason Uh, as some of you may be aware this past summer we had a traumatic experience where our two senior now I say senior because that seems to be more polite. But in all honesty, they were elderly. They were each at least 18 years of age. Our two girl cats, who were bonded because they'd been together most of their lives at this point, when one took a turn bad health, the other was not far behind. In fact, we lost them both within a month of each other. And we made the difficult decision to move on quickly because when you're running the pet hotel and there's a vacancy quite simply you are best to move on because you have the opportunity to save another life and we also had our little boy our special needs creamsicle boy Benny who within the course of a year of living with us not only gained a family, but lost it too. So we felt an obligation to move on quickly. And we welcomed not one, but two new additions to our family. And, uh, honey, how would you say that changed our holiday season this year? Oh, we got to live with three little creatures that are like sharing the holiday with kids. Not only did they enjoy the excitement of Christmas Day, but they also love watching Christmas cartoons. (laughs) Um, Our, what I like to say, our middle child, Siona, she, uh, we we recently learned that her coloring, her her breed, I guess is what you'd call it with the cat, um, is just simply called cow because she is white with spots but whereas most quote-unquote cow cats are black and white where she would be black she's actually dark gray and in some light almost green she's a very pretty girl but she's our middle child because she's two she was a mommy before she came to uh be up for adoption and she's certainly the den mother of our family because 
if one of the others gets out of line, she lets them know, uh, don't act up because I will pull this car over. And uh, Siona is her name adores watching TV. She will sit on the floor or she will sit on a chair, but her head will be turned to the television. And what is it that you showed her that she fell asleep watching? She has a new love of Peppa Pig. (laughs) Now, for anyone who's not familiar, what would you say is a a good... uh, short summary of what Peppa Pig is. Peppa Pig is a show for preschoolers that is about a family of pigs and their animal friends where it's a little cheeky where sometimes the pigs snore and they're slightly inappropriate which is what makes it fun but with all the loud noises and the snorting and the bright colors Well, Siona really loves it. And there's nothing more special than watching a cat try to stay awake while watching TV and finally dozing off. It's so cute. Not long ago, I saw a meme where someone without children stated, when I'm asked when I will be providing my parents with grandchildren... And then, of course, it just shows their cat with a bib on, in a high chair, being given food like a child, with a juice box and some other food. And, oh, we're just passing a house that has uh, some lawn decorations, and they're piggies with Santa hats. Inflatable, huge piggies. (laughs) And we were just, of course, talking about Peppa Pig, but... uh, that, that is uh, what is so charming about our middle child is her interest in things like Peppa Pig. And so we are planning to set up a little area for her to be able to watch preschool programming while we are out of the house on my weeks that I'm in the office. So we're going to make sort of a little preschool daycare area in the unused front entrance of our home because when we're out of the house the kids each have their own section of the home. It's sort of like a, a divided hotel to make sure that they're not collaborating for a, well, a breakout or a bank heist because Hubby's had experience with that before and uh, times before we knew each other. But so yes, Peppa Pig is a hit with Siona. And uh, what was the other thing about the holidays that's different this year? Uh, Other people were decorating and decking their halls. What did we do? Well, our, our youngest gremlin, she has control issues. And... Where, for example, most cats will look out the windows for birds and other things. She gets excited about cars driving by. Well, that little bit of crazy also transfers to decor and other items within the house. 
we couldn't have a normal tree with her. We had to buy a very large, not so cheap, cat tree shaped like a Christmas tree, which they liked. And it went well. They got in it. They played around it. But, of course, halfway through our gift giving on Christmas Day at night, halfway through, she decided to attack it. And not just play in it, but to jump onto the side of it and try to topple it. So that kind of cemented the idea that, yeah... We couldn't have a real tree. <laughs> uh, I have posted pictures of this on social media. You can find me on Instagram at DJ Star Sage. But it looks like three little tents of different sizes, one on top of the other. Now, in the pictures, it shows you three cats happily cohabitating in each of the little portals of the uh, stacked tent tree-shaped cat tent. But uh, in reality, they must have used a kitten or it was merely just Photoshop because that top tier wasn't going to hold anything. What did I put in the top tier, or at least I had it there for photo purposes? We had a cute little stuffed animal that's a possum we call Bitey. It has a history, but to make a long story short, poor Bitey was also a victim on Christmas night when our cute little gremlin, Sapphire, jumped on top of the Christmas tree. Not only did she rip out the cute little blinking puck lights that we had in there illuminating it, but she also ripped poor Bitey out of the Christmas tree by his face. Now, um, unlike some of the misadventures you might have seen on social media where uh, cat parents have had their trees toppled, this tree did not topple. It has a very prominent base, but she did climb it much like a primate uh, scaling in the jungle. Uh, But yes, it was rather interesting It was a rather interesting holiday season this year because uh, somebody who has worked the majority of his working life in retail has a proclivity to have decorations out during the holidays. In fact, how many trees have we had at the height of our holiday spirit? Possibly five. Uh, well, I'm ta- okay, miniatures included, but I'm talking about ones that you actually had to assemble and put out and put ornaments on. Four. I was thinking three, but to the point, we had multiple trees. Uh, we at one point had one in the living room in addition to the dining room and our bedroom. And guest bedroom. Oh, but uh, in more recent years, that's been tamed down due to... Uh, demands of the holidays and, well, let's just say sick family members and by that I mean our late lost girls and cats who like to eat the trees oh yes and we should talk about that shortly because we are out and about and uh, we're going to be making a stop soon but 
just prior to the holidays, what little emergency experience did we have with our youngest gremlin, Sapphire? Well, at first we thought it was a furball. And she finally hocked this warm little present up. And at first, it did look like a furball, but having seen your kitties and being super paranoid of all the horrible things that could actually transpire, I got out the rubber gloves to check out this furry little object, and it turned out to be a piece of paper towel. Not chewed, but the entire 3 inch by 8 inch piece of paper towel this little gremlin somehow swallowed so we spent several days afterwards anticipating the worst because we're no stranger to trips to the emergency vet which is a uh, relative term in this case because uh, out here in Oslo we no longer have a 24 hour vet so we uh, have to wait until the vet is open and keep our fingers crossed and we had an experience similar with our uh, her oldest boy Benny when he first came to live with us, but anyways, yes. Uh, fortunately, it all came out in the wash, so to speak. But that was not the most likely outcome. We're very fortunate in that uh, Sapphire appears to have a uh, a Teflon interior. And uh, we have had to keep a watchful eye because this little one does not get soft toys without supervision. Because, you know, when you were a kid and maybe you played with baby dolls and maybe sometimes the head came off. um, Yeah, that's quite a bit worse when that gets lodged into the tummy of one of your fur babies. Because it maybe might not be coming out without... Um, some assistance so and a lot of people don't realize cats cannot dissolve cellulose aka paper in their system so if they eat toilet paper paper towels it does not dissolve it has to slowly either pass or it gets lodged and we're talking surgery think kidney stones folks and not being small, if they have a blockage, it is a life. Uh, it is a matter of life or death. In fact, in most situations, if your cat has not gone to the litter box and had a movement, we're talking 24 to 48 hours in some cases. But we want to continue on on a happy note, and we will do so shortly. But we are stopping for a bite to eat. So, talk to you again shortly. And through the magic of podcasting, we have joined you once again. And uh, through that same magic, we managed to have an afternoon out and uh, two meals. Oops, didn't plan on that, but it just happened. And, uh, you know, the, the first place was a diner that we'd been to a handful of times. That um, the, the service was pretty decent. I had one of my favorites. It's called a Monte Cristo sandwich. It's basically like French toast uh, with uh, 
slices of meat and cheese. But uh, in uh, the West, out in Denver, the version that I've had of it was cut into finger sandwiches and served with jam, raspberry jam to be specific. So uh, I was grateful that I was served my Monte Cristo sandwich cut on an angle so that I could cut it into more uh, little bits and uh, made use of the jam that was meant for toast <laughs> to give my Monte Cristo uh, Oslo style a little bit of Denver style so and I'm not sure what was it that you had again I had a sourdough melt with crab salad and a side of lemon pepper creamy chicken soup oh so we both uh, broke with tradition we usually have something much more uh, I guess you'd say pedestrian I usually have like a breakfast burrito and hubby usually has some sort of a sandwich on a hard roll but we also were uh, not at our usual dive uh, because uh, well <laughs> we had a little trouble with a buggy today and that's mostly due to weather some of you with older cars may remember a time when your cars were hard to start when the weather had changed and well knock on wood even though uh, the Lady Jamora is a, uh, a a pretty new ride uh, although she is shh don't tell anyone she's about seven years old now but knock on wood uh, we got her started after a couple of tries but we did have to make sure we drove a bit that uh, you know we we generated a charge on the old battery because uh, our usual greasy spoon is just around the corner so that was a happy accident if you will it led to us uh, going to a place we've only been a couple of times and uh, well you know after the shopping we ended up going to a, another restaurant because we'd been out all day and uh, well we're not going to talk much about that one let's just say they got a one star review but anyways well, we couldn't leave a zero right so um, anyways while we were out and about today thrifting as we often do we got we picked up a few things and uh, one of the things that we've been working at Chateau Star Sage on uh, this fall and into the holidays is uh, putting a new uh, a fresh face if you will on our uh, our parlor, our living room. Uh, tell the listeners what you've been doing, what your uh, your theme has been. Well, our house was built in the 1960s, and it's not a large home by any means, but it, it is a nice, decent-sized house. However, it was built during the 60s, so the rooms aren't massive. So we've been building our own mid-century furniture that was designed for rooms like ours and houses like ours. So instead of going out and buying these classic mid-century pieces of furniture that cost thousands of dollars, I've been out in the driveway cutting wood and sanding and building my way through the living room. So essentially, we replaced two sofas, one which was more of a love seat and a regular sized couch with a bench style sofa 
And it was actually partly comprised of a twin mattress with built-in end tables. And of course, there's plenty of storage with that as well. And Hubby intends to upholster this. The back, actually, of the bench seat has been merely made up of a uh, mattress topper, the sort of memory foam material that you might put on an inner spring mattress to give it a little extra oomph. Well, you can purchase those, fold them in half, and you could actually create a padded back to, well, um, a uh, sort of from scratch built sofa. Anyways, I would like to add that we, the fabric for this was actually purchased through a thrift store online. Yes, one day when we decided to do a 2000 league under the sea inspired basement, I found marine grade red brocade, a huge bolt of it and only paid 30 bucks with shipping. Now, that was almost $1,000 worth of fabric to recover my grandmother's curved sofa for the basement. So I decided to do some looking, and they had a nice gray fabric, which I didn't know what we were going to use it for, but being the thrifty thrifter, I knew we would eventually need it. So luckily my hoarding paid off. Yes, and... Uh... Today we were out and about, as I've said, but we picked up some little, uh, well, the technical term besides knickknacks is tchotchkes. Now, I believe that that's a Slavic word, and, uh, well, I'm not going to try to spell that for you, because I've already tried to make you spell fun things with my other show, and I'll talk about that more in a moment, but, uh, we found some cute little mid-century modern things to go with our collection, and uh, before we go off into the sunset as we do when we've been uh, out uh, running errands for a day, uh, let the listeners know what you're up to in the other room of the house, that place that people sometimes eat. Oh, the dining room. Yes. I found a piece of furniture online. It's called Broy Hills Brasilia Line. It was made after Brazil's modernization of all their public buildings. It's this amazing piece of furniture that cost $12,000. For a moment, I thought you were going to be talking about something that they do in the salon when you're getting ready for the beach. (laughs) No. Well, so I'm building that cabinet, too. So... Hopefully, eventually, we'll get all the rooms done. Since we've been in the house for 10 years, and I've kind of thrifted my way through it, it now comes time to eek, spend money, which I hate doing. But some pieces you just either need to make or buy. And since we can't buy a $12,000 dining hutch, I'll make it. And that actually is going to consist of two pieces. One, which was uh, a kit that was constructed and surprisingly looks like something our grandparents might have had to hold, you know, a a high-fidelity stereo, you know, console with records. 
but uh, it's going to have an upper level two that's going to house some some dishware to put on display. But uh, before we say goodbye to the listeners, tell them where has our creamsicle boy found as his favorite hiding spot of late, and what are we what are we calling him nowadays? Well. Before we had the old sofas, and we were able to make him cute little blanket forts. With the new sofa, we don't have a way to make a blanket fort for him. So after building this kit furniture, and one day trying to find our cute little Benny and not being able to find him... Because mind you, we've had two girls come join our home. One who is... uh, She's two years old. She's not much of a player. She's more of an adult because she had had cat. She had had kitten. She'd been a mommy. And then there was the seven-month-old kitten who has worn him out. As much as we would like to believe that she was the perfect playmate for him because he is a special needs boy and he has boundless energy, we found out how to wind down his gears. So, you were saying? Well, we couldn't find him one day, and he had found his way through the sliding door of the lower hutch part and was sleeping in the cabinet. An empty cabinet. We had not put anything in it yet. So now, instead of holding dinnerware and the appropriate things that a dining hutch would hold, one shelf now has a kitty blanket and a cute little cat pillow so he can get in there and hide and take naps. And so because he has taken to hiding in a cupboard, what nickname have you given him when you find him napping? Young Harry Potter. Because, of course, when Harry Potter lived with his cousin, he was uh, sequestered to the bedroom, makeshift bedroom under the stairs, so... Hence, Benny is the Harry Potter of our household. So, we've had a long day. We've been out running errands, thrifting. Hubby even got a pair of shoes. I did Not at the thrift store. They were new. Right. Because, ew. <laughs> you don't buy shoes or underwear at the thrift store. Right. Well, I mean, and you know, we come from the generation where our parents went bowling. So talk about uh, foot disease but uh, we've had a long day have we got some new shoes I didn't get anything but that's okay my birthday is just around the corner and you know you could always send me something special djstarsage at gmail.com there's also Instagram and uh, that thing that used to be called Twitter I'm also on Blue Sky folks so look for me there but, uh, you know, as we head off, not quite into the sunset, because we've been out later than we'd planned, and our cats are going to be angry with us, or at least unhappy that we've uh, left them alone, uh, we're riding off into darkness, because uh, we are on country roads. But anyways, uh, the midwinter break for that other show I do about film and television trivia, Matinee Minutia. Well, we're going to be coming back from our holiday break. Still a couple of weeks away yet, though. But on Friday, January 19th, 
we will be premiering, and I say that because this is a uh, pre-recorded episode. Sorry, folks, won't be live, but we're uh, scheduling a collaboration with a returning guest from overseas, as if that's not a big enough hint, but a, a kindly gentleman who has often been a librarian and has his own podcast where he has adventures with aliens and all sorts of creatures. I'm talking about Mr. Paul Chandler of the Shy Life podcast. And we are going to be discussing a mid to late, actually an even early, I'll say so early to mid 70s uh, crime drama mystery series. And this is a show that starred in the lead a leading man of all eight seasons um, former co-star of Miss Doris Day and uh, sadly a very public figure when it came to the uh, height the beginning the, the very public early days of the AIDS crisis uh, Mr. Rock Hudson and this is a story, a series, about the police commissioner of San Francisco and uh, his adventures or misadventures, some may say, of his day to day life with his wife, Ha-ha-ha, uh, played by Susan St. James, who would later on go to star in one of my favorite shows that we've discussed on that day minutia. Uh, and of course, I'm talking about Kate Nally. But no, we're going to be discussing Macmillan and Wife. And uh, we'll be again doing that with our friend, our returning guest, Mr. Paul Chandler, the Shy Eddie of the Shy Life podcast, Friday, July 19th. We will be in the chat room to interact with you and. Uh, possibly field some questions if you have any. So, as always, you can tweet me or uh, post me, I guess they call it on Twitter, x at DJStarsage same email, gmail DJStarsage at gmail.com and uh, you know, we are about to go into a new year, 2024 so, is there anything that you wanted to say? Any parting thoughts, my love? Well, I hope everybody had an awesome holiday and that you're all safe and warm in your homes, enjoying what's left of the wonderful festive season. And happy thrifting. It's tax time, people. People are dumping stuff off in droves. And as we drive by a house with their holiday lights on, this one says Harmony. I'm headed to the gas station because... Papa needs his medicine. Uh, that's... Booze! Booze, yes. Uh, actually, we just saw a really funny drink bottle at the thrift store. What did it say on it, honey? Bippity-boppity-booze. Yes, just like uh, Cinderella and Bippity-boppity-boo. Bippity-boppity-booze. All right, folks. I hope that you have enjoyed your holiday season You've spent some time with loved ones, caught up with some old friends, and checked in on some of them. 
Um, stay safe and stay warm and, uh, well, drink responsibly and have a designated driver. Don't know what else I can say, but I look forward to speaking with you in the new year. Happy New Year! Bye-bye!